The Productive Woman, Episode 56. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to share some thoughts about knowing when to quit. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 56. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com. You can get a free 10-day trial of lynda.com's outstanding video courses by going to lynda.com slash tpw. Before I get into the topic of this week, I wanted to ask a little favor and remind you that I could use your help in making the Productive Woman podcast better. If you would just be willing to take a couple minutes to respond to a very short listener survey, which you can find at theproductivewoman.com slash survey. It takes, I don't know, maybe three minutes at most, and it really helps me. The answers are all anonymous, so you can be honest. I have no way of knowing who gives what answers. Thank you very much to those of you who've responded so far. Your answers have been very helpful and have already spurred some some new ideas for the show, and uh, I appreciate you very, very much. So let's talk about knowing when to quit. Recently, a listener asked a question about that, about knowing when to quit, knowing when we've taken on too much and how do we let ourselves stop working and move on to living the other parts of our life. I'm not sure uh, this is exactly what she was asking, but it got me to thinking about why we work so hard or why we work so much, why we find it so hard to put our work aside. You know, some might talk about this in terms of of finding balance between work and the other areas of our life. I'm not sure I like that concept. It applies the need or or even the possibility of getting just the right amount of each of, you know, work and family and personal all of that. And and frankly, I'm not sure that's possible that it you know that it's possible to get it exactly right uh in in all the levels. But there are tendencies in a lot of us to overload ourselves, to work too much, to work too long. And I, I thought I'd talk about that a little bit and share some thoughts on that and, and uh, ask you to maybe chime in and give me your thoughts as well. So there are a couple of different kinds of overload we could talk about. One of them is is when we have many, many different things going on. So we have to work all the time because we're juggling a lot of balls and trying to keep everything going at at the same time. You know, we're work and volunteer and church and family and and all these different things. The other kind of overload is is maybe that we, you know, work on one thing all the time, whether it's working late at our at our job or if we're a writer, writing late into the night. Uh, there was a, a 2014 New Yorker article, and I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. And it's, this cited a, um, a 2008 Harvard Business School survey. They surveyed 1,000 professionals and at that time found that 94% of them work 50 hours or more a week 
and almost half of them worked in excess of 65 hours a week. Uh, this, this article said overwork has become a credential of prosperity. And we could get into, you know, that whole discussion about how it's, it's sort of how we identify ourselves as, as working so hard. But it really got me to thinking. I thought it was a really good article. And like I said, I'll put a link in the show notes. I encourage you to have a look at that. So why do we take on so much? You know, this was just one article talking about, talking to professionals, people that they surveyed, but you look around and it's almost epidemic that, that people are, are working late, working long hours, particularly in the United States. We don't take as much vacation time. I've talked about this in past episodes. Uh, you know, the studies are most of us don't take our vacation time when we're entitled to it. Uh, it um, I think Europeans tend to do a better job of that than uh, Americans do. But, you know, the question is, why do we do it? Why are we working so hard? Why are we working late into the night? Why, why do we never rest? Uh, sometimes it's just that we have multiple interests, and so we're trying to find the time to do all of them, to, you know, do something on all of them. Sometimes it's uh, an internal need for some of us, this need to achieve, this drive to accomplish things. And this can be a good thing. You know, we've talked before in the past about uh, the, 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 you know, working for excellence is not a bad thing. But if it's taken to extremes, sometimes there may be, it may be because there's this sense and, and you know, maybe conscious, it may be uh, unconscious in us that we somehow have to prove ourselves and here's a hint, we don't, but, you know, some of us feel like we do and we've got to just work really hard to prove ourselves competent or, or needed or whatever. Or sometimes it's that we're finding our identity in our work or in working very hard. Uh, there, there was um, a Harvard, a, a different article, a Harvard Business Journal article that came out very recently in which they said, uh, they were looking at overwork and and kind of from a different perspective. And, and the article said in one point, overwork is not defined by the amount of our day work occupies, but by the amount of ourselves tied up to it. We overwork not when we work too hard, but when working becomes less of a means and more of an end. When meditation, exercise, sleep, holidays, and even parenting are cast as tools to make us better workers. And I thought, man, that's, you know, that's something in our culture that uh, when we're looking at all of these things as ways to get more efficient and more productive at our work, then something's a little bit out of whack. But some, so that's one of the reasons maybe we're working so hard is that's, that's part of our identity. It's part of the culture that we've, we've kind of taken in. There's also sometimes this fear of missing out. If I turn anything down, what if I've missed an opportunity that's going to be life-changing for me? And we've talked about that in the past as well, this, this um, idea that uh, we, we need to think about the opportunities that are put to us and realize that uh, it, it's probably not the last chance we're ever going to get, and it's okay to say no. Sometimes we take on so much because, you know, life is short and there are so many things we want to do that we want to try, that we want to achieve. And, and we feel like we need to do all those things and keep working 
um, to get that uh, that next accomplishment uh, under our belts or or whatever. Or maybe we just really like what we're doing and we don't know when to quit. Um, sometimes it's other people's expectations, whether it's an employer or a client or our spouse or you know family members or the the other parents in the in the parent teacher organization. Uh, it may be that we let ourselves fall prey to the expectations of, that other people have uh, as to how we should be spending our time and how hard we should be working. Sometimes we let busyness or you know hard work wear us out and keep us occupied to mask feelings we don't want to deal with. And so, you know, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist by any stretch, but it, this is something that I think about when I'm working long hours and keep filling up my days with activity and obligations, is there something else that I should be facing that's getting buried in all that work? Just something to consider. So there, you know, there are a lot of reasons maybe why we work so hard, work so long, take on so much and overload ourselves and, and, and don't know when to quit. So how much is too much? I, you know, I think it's going to be different for everybody. Uh, that Harvard Business Review article that I mentioned, uh, and that was just very recent, and again, there'll be a link in the show notes, it looked at this issue and it looked at the consequence of overwork. And, and one thing that they said that I thought was real interesting, uh, they said, and I'm quoting here, whether we are forced to or choose to work too much, a growing body of research suggests that working long hours damages our health, our productivity, and our families. A recent study that they cite in the article suggests that overwork might be a factor in as many as 120,000 deaths a year deaths, you know, that it's a factor in those. Not saying that people died from overwork, but there's a study that's saying it may be a factor. Research also shows that people often use devices and policies meant to increase autonomy to take work home and work around the clock. And I know that's an issue in the legal profession. You know, we have all this amazing technology at our fingertips, laptop computers and smartphones and uh, ability to work anywhere, which ought to mean that we can uh, kind of order our days as we need to to accommodate our families and those sorts of things. But what it's what I've observed is it's more likely to mean that we just, we work all day at the office and then we take our computer home and we just keep working into the night. You know, maybe we have dinner with our kids and then uh, put them to bed and just keep working until two o'clock in the morning. I know that's a, a pretty regular occurrence for a number of attorneys I know uh, in particular. I, I mean, the guys do it, but I, I know female attorneys who do that. And, uh, you know, for for what it's worth, I'm not sure that's what that technology ought to be for, but it's what we do. That article goes on to say that overwork erodes productivity. And the New Yorker article uh, kind of echoed that, saying long hours, long work hours, diminish both productivity and the quality of the work. So how much is too much? How do you know when to quit? Uh, these are th some things we can look at for ourselves 
to to think about whether maybe we're working too too much, too hard, too long. Are you tired all the time? You know, either because you're just physically worn out from long hours or because you're not sleeping enough. Are you having repeated or continual illnesses, headaches or colds, maybe because your body is worn out and your resistance is down? Are you getting impatient or cranky with strangers, or I think it's more likely we get cranky and impatient with the people we love? Do you feel anxious or agitated a lot of times? Are your loved ones commenting on it? You know, do you hear from them, we never see you, or you never have time for us, or you're always tired? You know, I mean, do we, you always have to balance that, because some some of us have people, I'm very fortunate, I have an amazingly supportive husband, uh, but I know that not everybody has that. And some I know some of us as women have people we care about in our lives who are not supportive and who are more demanding than maybe is fair. And, and so I, I want to be sensitive to that. But if the people you love feel like they are second, third, or fourth place to whether it's your job or your hobbies or whatever, that may be a signal that that you're working too long, working too much. Just something to think about. On the other hand, um, you know, maybe keep going. <laughs> if if you're working, even if you're working a lot, uh, that that doesn't necessarily mean you need to quit earlier or quit some things. Keep on going at the way you're going. If you know, if you wake up most mornings just filled with anticipation for what your day is going to bring, if you feel joy, if you go to sleep at night happy and fulfilled, and you sleep well, if your loved ones are happy and feel loved by you, if those things are all in place, then you know, don't judge yourself. It, it obviously it's working, or it appears to, you know, those things are pretty good signs that whatever it is that you're doing it's working. So it's not working hard isn't in and of itself a something to be avoided. It's just looking at the impact it has on the other things in your life, on your health, and on how you feel about the life you're living. So if you've decided that you're working too long, if or you're working too much, and, and you need to quit something, either quit certain activities or figure out ways to stop, quit working sooner to leave time to do other things. Um, you know, how do you do that? Well, I mean, if it was easy, everybody'd do it. If, if it was easy, there'd be no need to talk about it. And I wouldn't be, there'd be no reason for me to do this podcast episode about it. I wouldn't be thinking about it. It's hard for us. I think most of of us, most of you who listen to me, I think you're you're like me in that sense of there's lots of things you want to accomplish. You're committed and you're dedicated to the things you do and you want to do them well. And we we have this tendency to work too hard, work too long. Um, and and I hope that um, you're not, you know I, I don't feed into that in 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 sense of, well, I got to get productivity tips so I can be more efficient and work more. That's, you know, that's not, that's not my purpose in doing this show. But one of the ways that you can find more, and I'll use the term balance with air quotes, uh, 
to to be able to to stop work earlier in the day or or whenever so that you have time for your other interests or for relaxation or whatever certainly becoming more efficient during your work hours will help with that and all the tools we've talked about in previous episodes time management kinds of things using a good task manager uh, and learning to delegate, and all the things we've talked about in past episodes can be put into place one at a time, you know, tweaking our systems so that we uh, are efficient, get our work done, and still can leave the office or leave our workspace at a reasonable time. Or, you know, for my friends who are are writers and who work from home, that's particularly challenging. I mean, I, I've found that. When I work from home, it's easy to just keep working and working and working because you don't have to like pack up your bag and turn off the light and leave and drive somewhere else. The work is there and you can just keep at it. But you can set a schedule for yourself and say, I'm going to quit at this time at wherever I am in this task, I'm going to quit then and, and set an alarm and walk out the door. That's a discipline we can create for ourselves. If we have uh, worked on our systems to be efficient and be productive in the sense of getting those things done during the day that we really needed to be done, uh, to get done, then we can feel okay about quitting at five o'clock, six o'clock, whatever the time is that you've set for yourself, close the door on that and go on to do the other things that matter to you. If, if you, um, need to quit some activities though, if, if the problem of overwork and, and being out of balance on that is that you have too many commitments or too many obligations, too many activities, then, it, then you have to look at, well, what am I going to cut out? And again, we've talked about it th- that in other episodes. I recommend again, and I, I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record about this, but Greg McKeon's book, Essentialism, pick up a copy and read that and give some real thought to the things that you're doing with your time. What are the essentials? What are those things that um, are absolutely essential to your well-being and your both mental and spiritual and financial and all those things and, and figure out which things are not moving you in the direction of your goals, your objectives, which ones are not consistent with your values Maybe some of those things can be put off for a later time. Nobody can make those decisions except you. I mean, that's what I've had to learn from myself. Nobody but me knows, can, can really tell me what are my values and which of the things I'm, I'm doing are critical to achieving my goals in line with the values that drive me and which ones aren't. Which ones have I taken on because of somebody else's expectations or because I was afraid to say no or whatever? You have to do that triage, I guess. We, we all have to do it for ourselves. But maybe you can talk with a friend, talk with your boss, talk with a coworker to help kind of weed through those things. Once you've decided which things need to go, how do you do that? I mean, that's the hard thing. If, if there are things, if you've made a commitment to somebody else, that's one thing. If it's just something you've taken on for yourself, then it, it, the, the hard thing there is being willing to wait 
on some things, to look, to look at our lives honestly and say, what is necessary? What is adding joy and value to my life? And sometimes when we, there are many opportunities in front of us and we've said yes to everything, um, some of those things, and they're all great, sometimes we're going to have to put off something that may be really cool, but it's just not the right time for it. And again, nobody can make that decision for you but you. Uh, if you've got a, a supportive spouse, talk with your spouse about that, your your husband, and, and get his thoughts on it. Uh, but decide which things are going to be put aside for another stage in your life. If you've made a commitment to somebody else, that gets a little trickier because we, we generally, a lot of us don't like to disappoint anybody. But if your health is at stake, your family relationships or other important things are at stake, sometimes we have to be willing to go to people and say, I'm really sorry. I know I said I would do X, but I can't. So um, when you do that and, and have to be, you know, kind of brave enough to say that and, and uh, you know, be compassionate about the fact that you're disappointing somebody, uh, you, you, you want to try to work with others to transition those duties or responsibilities, try not to make things harder on others, but stand your ground. If you've done that evaluation and you've determined these are the things I need to be doing, these are the things I need to let go at this stage in my life, that's okay. It's okay to do that. And it's okay to even disappoint people in doing that, but you can do it in a compassionate way and in, in as respectful a way, a way as you can to um, help with that transition. So those are some of the things. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that I have a lot of answers. Uh, I don't know that whether this has been particularly, you know, any great wisdom here, but these are some things that I thought about as I was reading that question that I received. And I, I hope some of this helps you. Um, but what do you think? Do you do you have a hard time knowing when or how to quit working? Do you do you take on too much and then, you know, find yourself working all the time and and not knowing how to extricate yourself from that? Uh, or on the other hand, have have you got a way to avoid that or to fix that that I haven't thought about? I would love to hear from you on this because I think this is an ongoing issue for a lot of us. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You can uh, share your challenges or your ideas by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 56 and scroll down to the comments section there. Uh, or you can leave a, a post on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. I'd love to hear from you there. And I'll, you know, I'll definitely respond and maybe some other folks can weigh in as well. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email those to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or as always, you can leave a voice message either at the website or on the Facebook page. I always want to remind you, if you appreciate the show, if you think if it's of value, uh, I would so much appreciate it if you would share it with your friends and recommend it to them. You can also help by going to, uh, by leaving a review of the show in iTunes or on Stitcher. And there are links to do that in the show notes, or you can go straight to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher. And that takes you right to where you can give a, re a rating and leave a few sentences of feedback. 
uh, reviewing the show. Really means a lot to me when you do that, and I appreciate it very much. A couple quick announcements. I was recently a, a guest on Carrie Robina's podcast, My Simple Podcast, talking about making a life that matters. And uh, it just came out today as I'm recording this in early September of 2015. So you can find that at mysimplepodcast.com. Look for episode 21. And I hope you'll check that out. I think Carrie's got a great uh, mission there for her, for that podcast. A very, very, she's very passionate about encouraging women in their endeavors. And I really had a great time talking with Carrie. So check that out at mysimplepodcast.com, episode 21. A reminder that I am available to speak at your events. So if you've got a woman's group or a retreat or business teams, whatever, a group of people that might be interested in uh, hearing about productivity-related topics or anything, you know, that I could share with them on, I would love to do that. So you can send me an email about that at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or you can call me at 972-656-0308. One last thing you can also do that would be a huge uh, help to me. I would so much appreciate it. Remember to respond to the listener survey at theproductivewoman.com slash survey. If you can only do one thing related to uh, the podcast this week, uh, that would be the thing I would ask you to do. That those, those answers are so helpful to me, and it really only takes maybe three minutes at the most. So theproductivewoman.com slash survey. Uh, before we wrap up, I do want to say a quick thank you to lynda.com for supporting the show. Lynda.com is the place to go for high quality video tutorials on just about any subject you can imagine. They have over 3,000 courses there taught by industry experts. They're very good quality video tutorials so you can see um, the demonstrations, the speaker, and and they demonstrate how to do the things. Uh, I find that a really great way to learn. They add more of these weekly and they cover all skill levels from beginner to advanced. Maybe you want to learn a new skill or expand your knowledge in an area you already know a little bit about. They really do have courses on almost any topic you can think of. Photography, computer skills, uh, when the new OS for, you know, if you're a Mac person like I am, there's a new operating system coming out anytime now. And they will very quickly have tutorials on how to make the most of that or how to use your iPhone or time management skills, including a course taught by David Allen of getting things done. They have public speaking courses, which I've looked at some of those. I thought those were really, really good leadership type things, business skills, anything you can think of, they've got it. And when you are a subscriber, you get access to their entire library of these video courses just by paying one low monthly price. So you don't pay per course. It's just one monthly price and you get everything. The Productive Woman listeners can get a free 10-day trial by going to lynda.com slash tpw. And that's l-y-n-d-a dot com slash tpw. 
During the free trial period, you get unlimited access to their entire library. So give it a try. Go to lynda.com slash TPW and let me know what you think after you've given it a try. Um, I, I think you'll really enjoy it. And I thank lynda.com for supporting the productive woman. And that, my friends, is it for this 56th episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's useful to you. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.